Well, hello there, dead and lovely listeners, and welcome to a brand new installment of the greatest horror movie review podcast in this world and beyond, 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 beyond. Why, it's dead and lovely here with the host of the most. It is me, Uncle Ben. Pew, 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 pew. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's me, Hollywood Steve, from beyond, 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 beyond. Is those like laser noises? Yeah, yeah, because beyond there's lasers. And they go pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Well, I mean... Typically. If you had a laser, wouldn't you prefer it to make that noise than like zing or whatever? Yeah, zang zang. Zang zang. Zang zang zang. Or the sound it made in Contra, which was like Yeah. Yeah, like the, the flamethrower thing in Contra yeah. made that weird <laughs> kind of thing. An unsatisfying laser sound. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that there was like closed captions on those old video games and it would just say unsatisfying laser sound <laughs> like every time although i will say the spread gun did have an appealing sound yeah it had that that kind of splat sort of sound mm-hmm. to it contra was fun fuck yeah contra mm-hmm. was hard as balls though yeah holy cow the last time i beat it was when i was in russia oh yeah yeah we had to stay in for like three days because uh it was a hol- holiday and like russians get really drunk and russians are pretty nationalistic so Americans can get hassled, so <laughs> we just had to stay inside for three days, and uh, normally missionaries don't get to play video games, but uh, we asked our missionary president, because we are like, we're just going to be inside, we can't do anything for three days. One of the guys had bought this, like, black market uh, NES uh, Famicom type, it, it, it played all sorts of games on Aww. these weird shaped cartridges that had like 60 games on yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that's uh, awesome. And just unlicensed as fuck. Yeah. And so we we just played a bunch of Contra and we beat it the first day. And then after wow. that, we just started playing all the other games and they all sucked. They were oh, yeah. all just weird stuff you'd never even heard of. Bunch of D-list games yeah. and Contra. Mm-hmm. It makes sense you were able to do that because in America, Contra beats you. That's true. In Mother Russia, you beat Contra. That's true. I kind of sound more like Master Splinter than a Russian person. <laughs> oh! He's oh! Si- sap- Skimming stones! <laughs> Skimming stones! <laughs> oh, man. I laugh about the Ninja Turtles coming out of their shell tour. Specifically, yeah. Splinter's masterpiece, Skipping Stones. Shells. Oh, dude. Skipping Stones gets me laughing. Every time. The only reason for the coming out of their shells tour was because the shells were really hot. They had to. So they had to take the shells off. Yeah. (laughs) And then they were like, well, let's... Everybody's going to notice it. Let's call amazing attention to it by naming the tour coming out of our shells. So then people (laughs) will have an answer to, wait, why don't they have shells? Do you think there was all sorts of like horrible incidences of little kids across the country being like, Mom, I found the turtle. Check it out. He's coming out of his shell. And they've like ripped it apart. Oh, no. No, he's just like the turtles, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) I sure hope not. Oh, Timmy. Did you ever watch the behind the scenes thing where it was like, of course, it was all like staged and everything, but it was the turtles like talking about their equipment and their instruments and stuff. Yes. Dude, Donatello's talking about his keyboard with triple thickness keys. Triple thickness because they got those huge ass fingers. Yeah, they got like three yeah. big ass fingers. So mm, yeah, just like a turtle. Special made with triple thickness keys. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Turtles don't have fingers. <laughs> In reality, a turtle man would be... Horrifying. horrifying. Absolutely yeah. horrifying. It would look more like Slash than yeah. the, the Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Where it was like, oh God, I don't want to see that. <laughs> They'd come up out of that, that toxic ooze and be like, yeah. 
I should not live. Uh, Kill me. <laughs> yeah, Goldblum at the end of the fly. Yeah. Kill me. Yes. <laughs> you could just make a movie called The Turtle and it would be The Fly. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much that, man. How you been this week, Steve? Good. Been yeah. having a good week. I've been Rocking having out. a busy week. Good guy. Me too, yeah. I am a tired, tired boy. Yeah, we had uh, we had two videos, well, four videos technically come out last week. I was busy with editing, and then I was working on something else, another project. Oh. Yeah. And then we are having to do two episodes today. So Double I was, header. Yeah, so I was, I was doing all the prep for both episodes. So it was a pretty busy week, but I didn't really notice it. Like, it really just kind of flew by. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, things have just been getting super hectic over here where we're getting ready to put the house on the market and packing stuff, putting it in storage mm-hmm. and all that kind of jazz and just generally trying to make the house look more presentable. Boring. Yeah. For any gentleman callers that might be tempted to come and <laughs> take place <laughs> in my residence. You had seven gentleman callers in one day. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Just hoeing it up hard. <laughs> trying to sell this house. Just trying to hoe my house out. Hoeing it up. <laughs> With gentlemen callers. Yeah. I don't know where all that's... That was a glass menagerie reference I was making, yeah. but when you said hoeing <laughs> it up, I, I thought like, man, if that had been in the glass menagerie, just like when she's talking about all the suitors coming over, if it just said hoeing it up, projected <laughs> in the back. <laughs> Would have been a better story. Yeah. I read that in college, and like seriously, the only thing I think I really remember from it is how funny I think the phrase gentlemen callers yeah, is. Yeah, it's a very funny phrase. It always makes me laugh. <laughs> I just remember fucking hating that book that was really? so boring. Oh, I like it. Have you seen it acted out? No. It's pretty great. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. All right, then. All right. But yeah, things have been really fucking hectic around here. I had a big-ass skank banger show last night, too. Yeah. Awesome. Played down at Jackson Terminal. Never How was that? played there before. It was great. Awesome. It's always, like, a little nerve-wracking playing, you know, new venues and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you don't know how it's like, going to Yeah, because, yeah, you know, sometimes you do that and you find out what you thought was your fan base was just like, oh, no, those are just people that are always at that yeah, club Yeah, they just bar. go to that place. Yeah, yeah. they're always there, you mm-hmm. know? But it was a really, really killer show. Like, tons of people were there. The venue was super sick. Band played great. That's awesome. I am excited about it. Things That's really cool. Really well, yesterday was the day of the show. I had to get up early as fuck that morning because there was a guy coming to look at doing some repairs on the house and stuff. So I had to get up at like eight thirty in the morning to come meet him and then uh-huh. paint the ceilings in the house and shit like this. Yeah. Worked all day, then played this big ass show. And then pretty much got up earlier than I wanted to today so I could do more work on the house, pack up like seriously like a ton of books <laughs> and move them Dude, that, into storage. We've had to do that so many times. And let me tell you the secret to moving books. Get Don't it. pack a box full of books. I mean, they get really fucking heavy. Put half books and something else. Yeah. Put other stuff on it. Don't fill the fucking box because it's too goddamn heavy. It gets brutal. Yeah, because we have five bookshelves of books and we have other books just in boxes and like and we've had to move them so many times. Oh, yeah. It's the worst. And the last time we moved, we were like, wait, just don't put all the books in, in one box. Like you can just spread the books out and you'll be fine. The only thing is you got to worry about the books. So you got to lay something over the books so they don't get all crumpled up by whatever's on top. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just put, you know, half books and one pillow in every box. There you go. Very lightweight. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, it's the kind of thing too, whenever you start doing this stuff where, you know, we've lived in this house for like eight or nine years now. Yeah. And of course we've acquired more things right. since we lived here. And then you start realizing how much shit you've picked up uh-huh. when you are having to put it in boxes and physically yeah. move it. 
especially with books and stuff like that. I mean, there's seriously like a ton of books in this house. Yeah. And then you just realize, like, I could fit everything I own onto, like, one Kindle. And it's like, time <laughs> to pack up the library, true. and you slip it into a sleeve, and it's like, That's it's true. packed, it's done. I just like having books around, though. That's Kate's thing, too. Yeah. I honestly think if I could just have our entire library on a Kindle, yeah. I think I would. I'm that way with movies, where yeah. I don't care about DVDs No, I don't anymore, all. either. It's like an inconvenience, but you know? It, we live out in the country. In the times where our internet has gone out, and one time it went out for 24 hours yeah. it's like oh right that's why you have dvds exactly because <laughs> the internet doesn't always work <laughs> i've had that same thing happen yeah. too where it's like thank god i had this on dvd because uh-huh. internet's not not working and i have to do this podcast tomorrow yeah otherwise i would have been totally screwed uh-huh. you know yeah that's true that's the only time that like the hard copy is really nice to have you yeah. know <laughs> the only problem you run into there is when i mean this has happened recently with whatever reader that people used to use from Barnes and Noble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where, like, they were just like, oh, it's not going to be a thing anymore. Right. So you don't have your books anymore. I was wondering what's going to happen with iTunes since they're, like, discontinuing iTunes. It's like all people's iTunes libraries and the money they spend on the music. Yeah. Where's it going? It's weird that I, I... I mean, it's real cool that you can, like, delete a song off of your um, computer and still have it because you bought it on iTunes. Right. But... Having recently bought a new Mac and transferred all my music, all it transfers is the iTunes stuff. It doesn't transfer the stuff you didn't buy on iTunes, which is like, well, fuck that iTunes. Like now I got to take all that music off, like physically put it on a flash drive and then move it over to here. Yeah. It's just an extra pain in the ass. I said physically, like it's an actual physical (laughs) motion. (laughs) There's like a click or two (laughs) and then wait. That's it. (laughs) Such laborious. Yeah, but it's like, come on, man. Like, you know the music's there. Take it with it. This could have been easy. Yeah. This could have been easy. Yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, it's that it's that kind of thing, man, where you, you go through your stuff to move and you're like, I haven't even looked at this in, yeah. in two moves. That's when you know? I, I start thinking of how much shit I should get rid of. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Where it's just like, I never use this. Yeah. I'm trying to be pretty ruthless in terms of like stuff that I've thrown away. Yeah, so in the middle of all this hysteria, I did have time to sit down and watch myself a movie this week, which I found very enjoyable. What were it? It is called The Spy Who Dumped Me. Okay, so uh, when you said that title earlier, I completely blanked, but then you said this is Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon. Yeah. I remember the previews for that. It's funny. They are both funny ladies. Yeah, totally so, man. I have not seen anything i guess i probably saw a preview at some point yeah yeah, yeah. totally exceeded expectations <clears throat> i figured it would just be kind of like yeah whatever this is fine maybe yeah. i'll get a couple laughs the whole thing is like consistently really freaking funny okay and brutal okay like, surprisingly brutal yeah usually whenever you watch like espionage james bond kind of movies it's like they're light on the gore somebody will right. get shot and they like spin and fall to the ground and that's like it that's actually why I've only really watched the Daniel Craig ones because they're more realistic on their violence. Totally. Because <laughs> yeah. the others, it's just like silly. Right. Yeah. yeah, this had some really good stuff in it. Man. Okay. And like I said, it was really fucking funny. I enjoyed it. It was like maybe a little long, but I can't complain too much. Okay. In slightly more horror related news, uh-huh. since this is the topic of this podcast of yeah. horror, I watched the new trailer for Dr. Sleep. Okay. The Shining sequel. Mm -hmm. No, I haven't seen this. What do you think? I'm confused. I'm I'm confused. I'm overall confused about this because Uh it seems to be like they are 
melding things from the Shining movie, which, as we know, is very different from the book, mm-hmm. and stuff that happened in the book. So, okay. Kate's read the Doctor Sleep book. She said it was good. I've not read it yet. Okay. And uh, it shows in the trailer a bunch of stuff where, like, Danny is going back to the Overlook Hotel and stuff. Right. Like, he's somehow back there. Now, of course, we know in the book, the hotel explodes at the yeah. end. Yeah. So this is not following the book, which is weird because Dr. Sleep follows the Shining book, not the Shining movie, obviously. So it seems as if this is sort of like, what if Dr. Sleep followed the events of the Shining movie, since that's what most people have seen? Okay. But then there's other confusing shit in it, too, because it appears that Dick Halloran is in it. Dick Halloran died in the Shining movie, but didn't die in the Shining book. Of course, he could appear as a ghost. Maybe, yeah, or a flashback or something like that. It's kind of confusing, but I mean... I'm such a nerd for The Shining that I'm just like, whatever, you know? If I get to go back and see the overlooking shit again, uh-huh. fine. Take yeah. me there, you know? Who are they, who they have playing Scatman Crothers? Did you... Yeah, it's, um, it's playing some Scatman. guy. I mean, who do they have yeah. playing Dick Haller? <laughs> Scatman Crothers played Dick Haller. Right. I can't remember what the guy's name is, but he looks the part. He looks okay. pretty convincing. Yeah. Cool. It's going to be hard to replace Scatman, though. Yeah. He's a big old shoes to mm-hmm. you know? So, I don't know. I'm going to give it uh, the old college try, of course, whenever it comes out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it'll be good. Yeah, I'll watch it. I think it comes out, what, in a couple months, doesn't it? It's Mike Flanagan. Yeah, it comes out soonish. Yeah, yeah. it should be soon. Yeah, Mike Flanagan. October. Ian McGregor. Count me in. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. What you been watching this week, Steve? Um, well, yesterday was a Saturday, and it was the first Saturday in the three weeks of college football that I've actually got to sit down and just watch oh, no football kidding. all day. Yeah, some of them we've been casting and yeah. so forth. It was awesome. Yeah? Yeah. It worked for you, huh? Yeah, it worked great for me. It That's was your long-going tradition. Day. Yeah, I I was switching channels, watching every uh, everything I could. Saw a great uh, Florida-Kentucky game that was well worth the watch. Mm, okay. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, I just spent the whole day doing that. Normally, what I, I really would love to do on a day like that is just order a large pizza and eat on it throughout the day and watch football and drink beer. But yeah. No Too carbs. many carbs in that lifestyle no carbs, for you right so there, man. Instead, I'm just sitting there sober. What? Still having fun. Impossible. Nah, well, it was less fun. For some reason, when I, I think of anybody watching football all day, I can't imagine them in any other scenario hmm. than like kicked back in a recliner wearing like oh, man. wrinkly white socks and shorts. <laughs> that's just exactly what I imagine. Like when you said, I, I don't watch have football a recliner, but I have a, a couch that I love, and that's what I'm doing. Yeah, just uh-huh. in my socks with okay, my feet so up. I wasn't, and shorts. I wasn't entirely inaccurate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's real nice to get to do. I mean, I, I don't expect it to happen most weeks anymore and it hasn't it hasn't been happening for a few years well no that's not entirely true in la especially with uh, my cousin shotgun who covers sports and college football for usc's for uh, the la times we would just sit and watch every game together uh and he also would sit and break down the film of a game because he had to for his articles mm. so like i'd sit there with him and it's just like slowly going over each play, like seeing who did what. Like Damn. Who, it comprehensive. Was, yeah, it was fun. Damn, <laughs> like I enjoyed it. I, I really had a fun time doing that. But like, there's always something to do. Always, you know. And I'm not gonna say no. I'm watching football. I'd rather hang out with people and stuff. Like, and hang out with people you did. Yeah. On the streaming chat Friday. Oh hell yeah! How was that? Boy, it was fun. We watched. Oh, because there was a, a full moon and it was Friday the 13th 
That's uh, true. It's a lethal combination. Yeah, right there. I wanted to do something uh, either with werewolves or Friday the Thirteenth related, and so we watched Howling Three Marsupials. How was that? I've not seen it. It's fucking insane. I've actually never seen any of the Howling movies. Oh really? I know, right? The first one's worth it. None of the others are. That's what I've <laughs> heard from everybody. Yeah, dude. Like usually on like Amazon and shit like that. Yeah. You can never find the original Howling, but you right. can find like two through nine. There's like a million of the fucking movies. In this one, there were two movies within the movie. I love it already. There was a documentary being shot and a horror movie being shot. <laughs> and the horror movie was about what? a werewolf. So you got that going on. Also, this howling wasn't about werewolves it was like were ruse basically and what? this they were were marsupials and the, so they had little cute pouches the werewoman had a cute little pouch Aww. and a little baby in there i don't know who thought that might be scarier than a werewolf i don't either that it wasn't no scary at all it was just overall ridiculous <laughs> um it was so ridiculous and silly, but it was fun. Like, it was one of the funner movies we've done because I was just like, what? The whole time. That like, sounds ridiculous. What? Could you imagine if there were, like, trademark dead and lovely, wear cheetahs? Now, that, that would be an issue. Hell, yeah. Well, I mean, they're pro- that probably is in, in parts yeah, of Africa. There probably is stuff, some mythology yeah. about that, yeah. I mean, that would be a real problem. Yeah, it would. A werewolf is going to be pretty fast and pretty strong and yeah. vicious, but that were cheetah, it'd be killing everybody. You know, the thing about cheetahs that's interesting is uh, they, they're pretty docile. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't they're like they don't have a whole lot of defense mechanisms when something big approaches them they just run yeah so like you'll see videos of people like even with wild cheetahs like the wild cheetahs just hanging out near them because the cheetah doesn't really see you as a threat because it can run but it's also not really a threat to you because their main offense is running fast (laughs) you know the thing is is you just kind of broke a little barrier in my mind because I think if I was ever at the zoo or somewhere, like an animal reserve, yeah. and I was like getting up close to these cheetahs and they weren't running away, in my head, up until now, I would have been like, oh, they can sense that, that you know, I love animals yeah. and stuff, and they think that I'm a friend. There's, no, now, they're just not scared of you. They're just looking at me going, <laughs> I can fucking run faster yeah, than you. Exactly. Yeah, like, walk up to me. What the fuck do I care? Yeah, yeah, I can get away from you. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> cheetahs are just flexing on us. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll scared. get away. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, good kitty. <laughs> kitty loves me. Yeah. Oh, man. We Too also, bad. okay, so we started Saturday the 14th, which is a early scary movie type of. Oh, okay. Parody. Horror kind of parody. It was so bad, Ugh. but boring that we we were like, fuck that. And then Ryan recommended a movie called Wacko, which is also like an early 80s horror comedy spoof sort of thing. Is that part of the trilogy was, with Yakko and Don? I hope also? so. <laughs> I really hope so. It was much more fun than Saturday the 14th, uh, but just full of terrible, stupid jokes. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, but it was, it, was, it was fun. Did you get slippery wet drunk? Yeah, I don't remember Wacko very oh, much. <laughs> but I, I also, after that, watched Creep Show. Nice. Um, I think. I think it was on. <laughs> yeah, it was on. Yeah, you turned it on anyway. That's yeah. funny, man. Were you were you rocking some uh, some vodka sodas? Yeah, again? just vodka soda. Oh man, I have to report 
that uh, the claw is not the law, guys. Let me tell you this. Really? White Claw is, is a shot of spirits and 10 ounces of club soda. If I got that at a bar, I would ask for my money back. Like, <laughs> I, I want, I want, uh, if it's, a, if it's just a shot, if we're talking, what is that? Like 1.5, two ounces? I don't remember. It depends. Apparently that's not a standardized yeah. issue. Yeah. So if it's just a shot, I, I want equal parts soda to, to vodka. Yeah. I usually don't yeah. want it super watered down. Uh, yeah. I do not want 10 ounces of club soda on top. It, it's just a drowned drink. Now I get why people like them because... They're like super low calorie mm -hmm. and they will. I mean, you can slam them because you can't taste alcohol at all, really. Yeah. But then I, you I got could the, also... I got the seltzer version without the flavor without the flavor. Okay. So you can taste a little bit of spirits, but not much. Gotcha. Yeah. The first time I ever had one of those, I had that and I was like, it turns out I've been accidentally making homemade white claw for years. Yeah. And I've been making it way stronger. Yeah. And for cheaper. Yeah, exactly. You, you can get a bottle of vodka for like 20 bucks. Yeah, and that's that's gonna make you a whole lot of white claws. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. get that and like a, a pack of Lacroix for four right. bucks or whatever, <laughs> and you have enough to make like several cases yeah. of white claws. So come on, kids, the claws not the law. Yeah, the We're seltzers the Meltzer. What? Yeah, maybe that's that's not it. Those aren't words. The sodas, my bro. Yeah, there's got to be something better there. We'll, we'll come up well, with Well, it's got club that. soda in it, so how about in the club? In the club. There, go. there you go. Mm -hmm. Put that vodka in the club. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's how I'm going to order. <laughs> Fuck White Claw. <laughs> vodka soda next time. Put that vodka in the club. <laughs> I'm going to just look at me what? like, what the fuck do you, you want? Like, vodka and club soda. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say next time with so you lime. know. It'll impress people. Yeah, we're making it a new thing. Vodka in the club. Hashtag vodka in the club. Tag that lovely. Hashtag vodka in the club. <laughs> Jesus, that's awesome. Steve, I'll drink to that. What do we got to sip on over here? Yeah, okay, so uh, these are... I brought two of the beers that uh, RDM brought us recently. Yeah. I brought the session IPAs he brought us because we're recording another episode after this. It's true. So. <laughs> this is a long podcast session. Yeah. But this is... Uh, they're both Lord Hobo Brewing, which is in Massachusetts, I believe. Yeah. Woburn, Massachusetts. Massachusetts, it's pronounced. Thank Massachusetts. You. Massachusetts. Baston. <laughs> and this is a dry hopped Citra Session IPA called Hobo Life. I, okay. I love IPAs. I love yeah. Citra. And yeah. I love hobos. Yeah. This is only like 4.5%, which is high for a session. Yeah. Now, RDM, I think, has given us some Lord Hobo in the past, and I've seen the Lord so. Hobo logo. I think he's got a bumper sticker of that on his vehicle, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Got a little cloud going on over there. That's looking mighty fine. I'm looking forward to that. I've not really been drinking a lot of beer lately either, man. Yeah. Yeah, I've just been trying to cut out home beer for the most part. I've had one or two every now and then, but mainly just been rocking them spirits. Well, this looks pretty damn good. I'm looking yeah, forward to trying this Yeah, it does. It smells out. good, too. Mm, let's get a... Let's get my nose around that here and then Ooh, get it in my face. Yeah. That's nice and citrusy. Oh, I'm looking forward to getting that all in my yeah, face. Yeah. That smells fantastic, go man. For it. Yeah. Go in go in deep like and report with your findings on this delicious beverage. Yeah. Does that make you want to ride the rails? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Real bright and citrusy. Mm. Yes, it is, man. That's great. Yeah. It's not too dry nor too sweet. Yeah. Which I really like a lot. Me too. The dryness is not as like it's not as dry as like a Brett IPA, right? you know, where there's just like no sugar to it at all. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, all the citrusy kind of aspects of that liven it up quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's real good. 
I'm Damn. digging that. I like that a lot. We'll That's one of those. Hobo. Yeah, you could have a couple, two, three of those. Couple, two, or three. No problem at all. Yeah. I, I don't think I would grow tired of it. No. Wonderful stuff. Thanks, Roger. Stuff. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. And if you guys want us to sample the brews of your hometown, yeah. let us know. Uh, send me an email. I'll get you an address to send some. Yeah. Poison free beers only. Please. We're please. allergic to arsenic. If there's poison in it, please indicate. Yeah, exactly. And this we'll donate poison. those to a can I was trying shelter. to kill y'all. Yeah, just let us know in advance. Love murderer. <laughs> Love murderer. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun stuff. You know, Steve, the subject of our podcast today is going to be one that people have been clamoring for. They've been That's shouting true. from the rooftops. Shout! Clamor, clamor, clamor. Shout! Clamor, clamor. Shout at the devil! I love that song. Yeah. That's classic right <laughs> there. <laughs> We're talking about Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is a really fantastic horror comedy that you guys have been wanting us to dig into for a while. And the subject, of course, of Tucker and Dale versus Evil (laughs) are Tucker and Dale, Uh who might be some rednecks. (laughs) If you're Tucker and Dale, you might be a redneck. You might be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think in honor of that fact and the fact that we are also people of hillbilly nature it's true being from the rolling hills of east mm-hmm. tennessee if you can't tell from our outrageous accents <laughs> i get people all the time on my youtube channel being like where are you from where are you from yeah like people i guess Yankee. can't tell yeah like in my well, head yeah. I'm like, i must sound southern i mean we both have moved more toward the tv neutral accent tv neutral yeah yeah, yeah. i think yeah. so but i mean i know because I mean, we all times gr- grew up in out. front of tvs like most of us, I imagine. Right, in the yeah. South, we grew so up kind of not, on that like, you know, our family talked one way and then the world talked this way. Right. Yeah. That explains why I soft and now go, did I do that? <laughs> when I really, Got I'm just trying to say, did I do cheese? that? <laughs> Remember that? People oh always forget that that was part of his Urkel thing, too. loving cheese. Yeah, nerds love cheese. <laughs> what? <laughs> that used to be a thing. That's huh? right. I don't get it. <laughs> They also forget his Bruce Lee version. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah. Where he came out knowing karate. Ooh, I forgot about that. And it was very racist. It was It was <clears throat> definitely pretty fucking racist. I forgot about that. Wow. Deep cuts. <laughs> Deep TGIF cuts with Dead and Lovely. <laughs> Let's get into hanging with Mr. Cooper. Remember when he became a coach of a professional basketball team? I do. <laughs> The Sacramento Kings? That was weird. <laughs> we should just do like a whole TGIF like I mini series. I would love that. By the way, know? that, I mean, like, basically, Trademark doesn't lovely, but we're stealing it from Raised by TV. <laughs> oh, dude, that show. I've not listened to it in a while because they kind of took Oh, yeah, a they break. haven't done new episodes for a bit, but they'll be back. So. Yeah, oh, they're man. doing it in seasons. So, like, they'll be back. Yeah, John Gabris and Lauren Lafkus's show. Uh, raised by TV is so good. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Yeah, dude. You introduced me to that like last year. I remember listening huh. to that heavily while I was doing that like Utah trip yeah. and stuff that I did last year. But anyway, in honor of <laughs> of all four of us, us and Tucker and Dale being some rednecks, uh-huh. I think before we start talking about the movie itself, how mm-hmm. about we just slip on into the preview palace? Welcome to the preview palace. And I want to find out if we're really as red neck as we claim to be or if we're just a bunch of damn yankee carpet bagging posers up in here um, we might be i'm excited i to find feel out. like a carpet bagger sometimes we're gonna ask those buzzfeed wizards 
And this one in particular, Gabriel Sanchez. How many Southern expressions do you know? This okay. quiz asks. I'm looking forward to hearing this because there are a lot mm-hmm. of those local terms, phrases, yeah. expressions, and stuff that we use here in the South that other people just do not understand. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are n- nonsensical. And a lot of them are very endearing. But yeah. the problem is, a lot of them are very regional, too. That's true. I mean, even within this uh, East Tennessee, like, you can kind of tell who's from, like, Cock County. Oh, yeah. And who's from Knox County. Like, Absolutely yeah. so. Yeah. And, but then much less, you know, if you go out towards, like, coastal North Carolina and stuff, oh, yeah. and they have a much different accent. Way different, and yeah. different expressions. God forbid mm-hmm. if you go really far south. Yeah, South Carolina, Charleston, that sort yeah. of area. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the south itself has all of its own weird phrases spread mm-hmm. all over it. So I'm wondering yeah. how accurate yeah, this I, is. Yeah, I'm wondering if he, this is going to be like Texas or Georgia or like... Anyway. So we'll, it's going to give we'll us a give phrase. We'll give some of our own if, if they don't get to them. Exactly right. They're going to give us a phrase and we try to interpret the meaning, right? Yeah, phrase or a word. Okay, so... Up. First one is cattywampus. Cattywampus. Now we got four four options here. A mythical cat-like creature that lives in the swamps. Mm, I like that. That's not it, though. That's not it. Something that is crooked. Someone who's being an asshole of a vagina. It's crooked. It's crooked. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cattywampus. Cattywampus. Got yeah. it. I went in, Correct. I went in that house. Them floors is all cattywampus. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly right. Gussied up. Oh, yeah. This one's a getting good one. all gussied up. I love that one. Yeah, it means like getting prettified. And yeah, all we know, no, I mean, I'm just going to read the answers, but we know what this is. Beating someone up, feeling flattered after a compliment, acting like my Uncle Gus, or dressing something or someone up. Yeah, That's what it up. is, dressing up. Getting all gussied up. Getting going gussied into town. Up, head downtown. Yep, that's a good one. I, I might not know this one. Okay. A bell clapper and a goose's ass. A bell clapper and a goose's ass. Yeah. I have heard this, but I yeah. don't know what it means. A uh, sex position that we really can't describe here. That that's not it. it. No, no. no, no. Something that's very fast, making a lot of loud noise. That's That's got to be it. Or Probably. a bout of explosive diarrhea. Yeah, because uh, geese are loud. Bells are loud. Yeah. Oh, wrong. Something that's very fast. Really? A How? bell clapper and a goose's ass? But they run like a bell clapper and a goose's ass. God, I didn't know that. Okay, all right. So maybe I'm not as much of a hillbilly as I imagined. Okay. Now this, I do not know. Okay. Tearing up Jake. Who's Jake? I don't know. Tearing up Jake. Uh, Doing hard labor, performing yard work, making a lot of noise, or taking the lead in a competition. I'd say it's probably doing hard labor, but I, I don't... I should think... Let's go for it. Yeah. Nope. Making a lot of noise. Wow. Tearing up Jake. I want to know the origins of that one, man. Okay. This that skank banger. I went and seen them last night. Was tearing was, up Jake. Tearing up Jake. That boy had a zebra am. <laughs> that boy had a zebra. He had a zebra am. All right. You definitely know this one. High on the hog. Oh, yeah. High on Living the hog. a luxurious lifestyle. Yep, that's, that's it. it. Uh, speaking from a place of authority, being stoned out of your mind, or the feeling after eating a huge meal. No, it's definitely, yeah, living in luxury. Yeah, I think a more uh, dated and probably racially insensitive thing that Uh I hear sometimes too is uh, like shitting in high cotton. Yep. Have you heard that Mm -hmm. one? Yeah. I think that probably has nefarious nefarious origins. Yeah. I'm guessing, right? Yeah, it probably does. Anytime a Southern person says the word cotton, it's probably... It's probably racist. Yeah. (laughs) 
The touch, the feel of cotton. No, racist. That's racist. Racist. <laughs> no, it's the fabric of our lives, Wait man. Wait a second. That's Hanes. Is that, is that the touch of feel of cotton? I think so, yeah. Fabric of our lives. Or is that just a commercial for cotton in the, general? Yeah, big cotton. I big think cotton called. out there. <laughs> okay, Cooter Brown. Cooter Brown? Mm-hmm. You, okay. I'll, I'll, I think I know this I one. need an assist. I'm going right. to tag you in for this one. Picking your nose in public. Another sex position that I'll get fired <laughs> if I describe here. Talking trash between or behind people's backs or being very, very drunk. Boy, I, I got no idea. I believe it's being very, very drunk because I believe Cooter Brown was the drunk in the Andy Griffith show. Okay. Yeah. That's Maybe correct. Yeah. Nice, man. He was drunk as Cooter Brown. Yeah, he would check himself in. Did you ever watch oh, the Andy Griffith show? Okay. That's He's the guy who ones. would get super drunk, come to the jail, and just put himself into the jail cell. Right. Yeah. I remember that. Now, that was always one of those ones that, like... I always hated because it was just on at grandparents' house. <laughs> and it was just like, you're not watching Ninja Turtles. You're watching fucking Andy Griffith. I love Andy always, Griffith. Always hated it. <laughs> always hated it. Jerk a knot in your tail. Oh, wow. Yeah. Having to take a piss, tying a ponytail before getting to work, kicking someone's ass, or masturbation. I think it's kicking somebody's it's kicking ass. kicking someone's ass. Yeah, I'm going to jerk a knot, knot in your tail. Your tail. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I like that. Oh, I don't know if I know this one. Get on the stick. Get on the stick. Is that what you say to your girlfriend when you have sex, I guess? Get on the stick. Get on the stick. What? (laughs) What? Or is that when you want to get pegged? I think that's what it is. (laughs) Go get on the stick. Go get on the stick. (laughs) Wear me out, why don't you? Wear my asshole out. All right. uh, Getting completely wasted off hard liquor. Now, we do have a ton of ways of saying get drunk. So it might be that. ways. Driving a motor vehicle, maybe. Insulting somebody or getting to work on something. Driving a motor vehicle would make sense. It it's does. Like stick shift. You but know? I would also think getting to work on something might work. But let's go driving a motor vehicle. Okay. Oh, it's getting to work on something. Oh, you had it right, man. Well, all right. You might be a red I man. might be. Claude Hopper. Oh, oh man. Claude Hopper. Yeah, and my, and my nanny definitely says this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Police officer moving from town to town, a nickname for crickets or someone who is super clumsy. Super clumsy. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that would be yeah. that. Is that it? Yep. Yeah. We are correct. Goobers. Goobers. <laughs> nice. Uh, freshly picked booger. Another name for peanuts. An annoying toddler or another name for Hershey's Kisses. Peanuts. Just like them chocolate covered goobers. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hunky Dory. I think everybody knows this That's one, right? Good. That's fine. fine. I, yeah. Is that a southern expression? I didn't think so. Huh. Uh, Hunky Dory. Nemo's hot older sister. What? What? <laughs> Let's not sexualize anything about <laughs> no. Finding Nemo. Uh-uh. Let's just... No Rule 34 on Nemo. Mm-mm, mm-mm, please no. You know it exists, though. Yeah, oh, of course it does. Hey, quick PS, though, about uh-huh. that. That just reminded me of something that I was thinking about recently. There's all this, like, Harry Potter, like, slash fiction and stuff, right? Right. That's child pornography, right? Yes, it is, yeah. Most of it's written by teenagers, that. though, I is believe. Is it not still, though? Like, Well, I'm sure there are adults writing it. Oh, yeah, it's still child pornography. Yeah, if children make porn, it's still child pornography. Yeah, I, yeah, I should think so, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, obviously there's some that are about, like, the teachers fucking around, but it's like, there's so much Harry and Malfoy stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And it's like, it, they're just kids fucking mm. each other. Don't read that. That is weird. <laughs> it's gross. It you is know? Weird. It's like, you give it this free pass, but it's like, uh-uh. No. 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 no that's strange. It's not good. Uh, an incredibly sexy English chap, fish sticks that are especially tasty, or everything is A-OK. Everything's A-OK. Yeah, hunky-dory. Correct. Yeah, I didn't think that was a, a redneck theme. We got 8 out of 11 right. Okay. So 73%. 
We're Southern slang extraordinaire. Hey, look at us. We'll butter my butt and call me a biscuit. Looks like we've got our real Southern slang extraordinaire here. Good job, kiddo. Pretty good. Uh, if I they wanted to do that right. Well. Should have been. Good job, buddy row. Buddy row. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Classic. Yeah. Very good. That would have been good. <laughs> I, I think we fared pretty well on that I one. love how rednecks find ways to just... T- like, because that, of course, comes from buddy to budro to then buddy row. Yeah. Like, it's like a three-step fuck-uppery yeah. process there. The, ma- the majority of these things, of course, happen while drinking, too. So, like, <laughs> That's probably the origins of all yeah. of the slang. <laughs> I ain't never butter roll. You really can kind of say anything and say it means getting drunk in the South as well. Like, Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I wish they would have had some of those like really specific ones like Chester drawers. Chester drawers. Chester drawers. Yeah. Silver in the Chester drawers. Yeah. He, they almost said that in this. Yeah. But he stills he's he misses it. Mm-hmm. Alan Tudyk's from Texas too, but maybe they don't say. Is Chester. he really? Yeah, maybe they don't say Chester drawers there. But he's he, he almost says it. He's like, he's like Chester drawers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He should have gone full Chester on Chester that one, drawers. Should have yeah. gone full out Chester on uh, it. I like rent, rent. Any, yeah. Anywhere that an extra R is thrown in, heathen. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah we love tossing in that R yeah. into heathern. stuff. Heathen is one of my favorites. Y'all a bunch of heathens. Bunch of heathens. Uh-huh. I love that. One too. Yeah. Of course, Razzlin. Razzlin. Yeah. I don't know if <laughs> many a day goes by that I don't say Razzlin. Of course, meaning wrestling. Y'all want to watch Razzlin? Horsing around, horseplay. <laughs> oh man, I had a bus driver. I may have told this story before, but I had a bus driver when I was little, uh, and there was this kid on the bus who would always fuck with him. I guess he just he loved his reactions because he was a Vietnam vet and an alcoholic. And he, this kid could have gotten killed. He crashed. <laughs> he crashed the bus. Holy shit! A few times Whoa. before they fired him. <laughs> he would stop the bus because of this kid and come back and just cuss him out and then go back and drive. Awesome. And at one time he was like, "I'm gonna write you up for insubordination and horseplay." <laughs> insubordination and horseplay. Which, uh, like, the the thing was, this kid. I think this kid must have been related to him or something because this kid just. Just immediately made it a joke because it was like everybody was like, "What the fuck, horseplay?" Horseplay. <laughs> Dude, I think that's gonna be the name of my first solo album. Horseplay. No, insubordination and horseplay. Insubordination and horseplay. I think that's what it's gonna be right there, man. <laughs> that's fucking funny. Yeah, there's so many dumb things that people around here say that have just like I've just come to love them because yeah. it's so funny yeah. and stupid, mm-hmm. and I realize it's just part of being from here. Yep. You know. So I, I, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of people that talk like that they know it's not like correct they're having fun with language that's awesome right like where a lot of us are way uptight about language we want everything we correct people and shit and it's just like what i'll do it wrong on purpose yeah fuck you (laughs) (laughs) that's cool by me yeah now, Steve, I assume this is not the first time that you watched Tucker no, and yeah. Dale versus Evil. <clears throat> no, uh, I think Emily and I watched it when we were earlier in our marriage, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, I think it was on Netflix and Alan Tudyk was in it and love Alan Tudyk from all sorts of stuff. I mean, uh, he was in Firefly, but uh, Death at a Funeral is the one I was thinking of. Oh, Death what? at a Funeral. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of, what's that one he's in with Heath Ledger? Uh, there's like Jousting. Oh, Night's Tale. And, yeah, Night's nice mm-hmm. Tale. He's in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's also Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball. Steve the Pirate. Uh-huh. That's right, man. Yeah. Forgot he, about that. Uh, yeah. So just him being in it and uh, uh, Suri from 
30 Rock. Yep. I saw the both of them and it was just like, yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. The first time that I watched this movie was actually the same day that I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre in hmm. its entirety for the first time. Was this uh, the palate cleanser? It was. Oh, good. Absolutely so, yeah. <laughs> well, it'll do it. It was actually a very fateful and eventful weekend, honestly. Okay. Because the day before was Davy Stranger's first appearance. Whoa. Playing on stage with Far, Far Away. Mm -hmm. That was the introduction of Davy Stranger. Okay. My goth glam alter ego. Yeah. Actually, Ben Eller's the alter ego. Davy Stranger. Right, true. He's he's who you really are. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Superman Clark Kent. You Mm -hmm. get the idea. Yeah. Uh, Davy played his first show the night before. Which was amazing. And uh-huh. I woke up and I had like kind of the starts of like a bad cold and stuff coming right. up. Kate had to work all day at her camera job. And I was like, I'm just going to lay on the couch and just watch horror movies all day. Yeah. Which now that my life is just pure insanity 24-7, I'm like, God. How did I do that? Yeah. yeah. The, the idea that I had time to watch two movies in the daytime and just sit on the couch yeah. was awesome. I missed that. Mm. I want that back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I watched Texas Chainsaw through for the first time all the way. I'd seen it just in bits and pieces, mm-hmm. you know, at friends' houses and shit. And I was like, God damn. I just felt fucked up. I mean, yeah, that's a movie where even after you've watched it a lot of times, it's, it's still exhausting. Yes, it's very, it's a very tough watch. Yeah. So I was like, I need something that'll kind of help me come down a little bit. So I watched this movie after it and just fucking loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And really well done and really well acted and stuff. So I agree. I've been a fan of this flick for a while. But, you know, as always, when we watch these movies, sometimes we watch these flicks that we've seen a million times and loved. Mm. But you watch them with a little bit more critical eye when you're doing a podcast about it. So I will say that I did notice some things in it this time around that was like, okay, that could have been done a bit better, you know? Yeah. I I noticed the first time I watched it that I thought that the main story was a little weak anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, And watching it with a critical i was like yeah it's it's real weak yeah. but this this i think relied more on comedy than horror yeah and in a comedy you can have a pretty weak story and it doesn't matter i mean what's what's a good con i was gonna say anchorman but that actually does have a pretty good yeah. story <laughs> yeah there's plenty that just have very super sim- yeah. simple and I it's mean, just about being funny yeah and, and that's, like, that's fine the humor yeah. is enough to keep it going yeah yeah that's why comedies get tend to get low ratings but it's like nobody gives a shit about that right it's is it funny and i mean similarly there's lots of great horror movies that just rely on brutality yeah and and don't have a story at all much of a story and that's fine i mean most of the friday 13th movies (laughs) have no plot still love them it's by on gore Uh and this movie definitely does play up the comedy and i think that ultimately this movie would have been far less successful if it was not cast the way that it was i mean alan tudyk is great tyler labine is also really great that's dale correct yeah i I always forget his name yeah you may have seen him in a few things but uh he has a hulu show where really he can talk to dead people or something oh snap i gotta watch that i haven't watched it but i hear it's really funny i know him as the guy in zach and miri make a porno right who walks in drunk as fuck uh-huh. onto the set of the coffee porn that they're shooting at the yeah. coffee house and stuff. And he's like, fucking Roethlisberger, man. I was all, fuck it, chug it, football. <laughs> fuck it, chug it, football. I need coffee, so I'm drive home. Yeah. And he's just in the movie for like two or three minutes. He's in a lot of stuff he's like He's so funny, that. man. Yeah, he, like if you look at his IMDb, he's got a lot of credits, but it's not like recurring roles or anything. Like, Though he does have one recurring role, which is as a stoner on the X-Files from back in the day 
and the most recent season they had like a really? year ago. Yeah, they brought him back as the stoner. Cause How like, young was he on the first series? Very young. He was like a teenage stoner type of dude. Yeah. I had no idea that he'd yeah. been like acting that long. Yeah, he's been around for a long time. Holy shit. Yeah. I think he and, must be older than I think he is. Well, he also looks like a lot of people. Like yeah, there's that too. He, he's got kind of a Zach Galifianakis look to him. Yeah. He's also, a, I'd say, like Mike Mitchell from the Birthday Boys. Like he, he looks like a lot of comedians. So like he can kind of blend into the role where you're like you don't even notice his Tyler Levine, but he always does a great job. Yeah, yeah. And he just also has that quality where it's like he looks like somebody that you know. It's like everybody knows somebody. Yeah. That looks kind of like that guy. Like yeah. I, I know one dude in particular that looks like a skinnier version of him. And I've got actually we got somebody over in Kate's family that his vocal tone and speech patterns and <laughs> stuff exactly like are Dale. dude. It's nearly <laughs> identical. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just like a very identifiable, very likable guy. Yeah. And they do such a good job to bring those characters to life. Where it's like, yeah, they're they're hillbillies and stuff. But they're not just a bunch of idiots. That that is true of the South. The I would say the IQ distribution in the South is probably the same as it is anywhere else. There yeah. are people on the high end, people on the low end, and most are in the middle. Yeah, exactly. And just because you sound Southern doesn't mean you are dumb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like what you were saying a second ago. It's like a lot of us talk that way by choice. Yeah, because it's funny. Yeah, exactly. It's fun to it's, talk it's like fun. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And sets you apart and just tells people where you are. Yeah. Uh, from in the country and stuff, mm -hmm. so that's okay. So a lot of times you might, you know, meet somebody who's wearing coveralls and a dirty hat right. and has a, a dip in their in their lip and stuff mm -hmm. like this, and you might just assume, based on just everything that you've ever seen in TV and movies, that that person's an idiot because they talk with right. a drawl and look the way they do. And then you get to talking to them, and it's like they're fucking extremely smart. Oh, you work for NASA? I see. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like you, that happens a lot. Like, yeah, if you watch Forensic File, like uh, you definitely Forensic Files is if you like true crime and love uh, cheesy retellings of true crime. Yeah, Forensic Files is the best. But like, there's so many in the South. And it'll be like, you hear this guy talking before it shows who it is. And it's just like, oh, he sounds pretty fucking Southern. And then it's like, district attorney. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's at least past law school. So we know, we know he's a little bit smart. Yeah. It's like, just because somebody talks with a certain accent doesn't mean anything about their yeah. intelligence I level. I think what we tend to, th and this is maybe not a negative thing, is that we tend to th uh, assume that if someone is intelligence, that they'll adopt a more neutral, a, a more accent. neutral accent, which yeah. is true of most intelligent Southerns, I would say. But some say, fuck it. <laughs> and yeah. I'm with them, man. That's really cool. I'm yeah. glad they do that. Yeah, me too, yeah. man. Me too. And of course, we've also got um, Sari from 30 Rock. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, you might know her as the girl in the dance dance video. Huh? No, Fall Out yeah. Boy. Yeah, she's that in was that? her big. That was her first big thing. Tad's pants. Uh -huh. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, she, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that again. Oh, she's God. great. Can I, put it on, I can put it on mute though, right? I don't have to listen. Oh yeah, to the song. you can definitely put it on mute. Okay. That was at a time when, like, MTV was like almost totally out of showing videos, and YouTube hadn't really taken up the the slack yet for all the music videos. So yeah. Like, People didn't was see music time. videos a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, there was just kind of this weird period there for a while where they weren't showing music videos on MTV and there wasn't YouTube. Yeah. Where yeah. did music videos go? Like, Because yeah. even MTV, too, quit showing videos. I, I mean, I had just assumed for a while that music videos were dead, but then 
you start hearing that most kids watch or get their music from YouTube. Yeah. So they're watching music videos. So music videos are more popular than they ever were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, especially thanks to like, you know, like Sia and Billie uh-huh. Eilish and all these other yeah, the people that, videos. Uh, I, OK Go was maybe the the, the turning point with right. that. Yeah. Yep. I think that they made people aware. It's like you can watch their new music video on YouTube and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. You want to watch it. Yeah. Okay, go has some hits. Dude. They too. Yeah, they have some hits, and those videos are sick as fuck. They really are. Totally awesome, man. You know, I I saw like a week or two ago that the VMAs were on, and I'm like, did they have them on MTV? And it's like, yeah, um, they hosted them on MTV, and it's like, but so they don't show. They don't show them on MTV. Like they might as well have it like on the Cooking Network, like on the Food yeah, Network. Yeah, might as well anywhere. Yeah, yeah. They, they showed just as many music videos <laughs> on the Food Network. So, well, Viacom owns it, so they're gonna put it on MTV. I there you go. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it's like that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, that is odd. I I didn't even think about that. Yeah, there were VMAs even in that period where nobody yeah. was really watching videos. Uh-uh. Missy Elliott had a performance at these last VMAs that was I heard insane. Love Missy. Holy She's awesome. shit! You need to watch the performance, dude. It is like out of control, yeah. nuts. I don't even know how they planned it out. It's so badass. Okay, so she was in that. She was in that video. I did not know that. Yeah, and she's also in Thirty Rock, as you said, but uh, also in Piranha Three Double D. Oh yeah, we're gonna see her again definitely in the future. Awesome, because we gotta cover. I mean, even if we don't, I I think we should cover all the Piranhas because Joe Dante directed one. Like, and wasn't the first one directed by. Piranha 2 is James Cameron. Oh, yeah. Piranha 2, James Cameron. And then Alexander Aja. Like, yeah. three great directors have directed a series that's eh. Yeah. <laughs> 3D is the best. But everybody's gotten a swing at it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 3D is the best. Yeah. That's a really, really silly-ass movie right there. There's some other uh, people in here that we probably will see again. Yeah, uh, Chad. Jess- Jesse Moss, stuff, who plays right? Chad, he's, he's in Ginger Snaps and in Wolf Cop. Which I've never seen either of. Oh, really? Never seen You're either You're missing one. out on two great werewolf movies. I remember you saying Ginger Snaps was a werewolf yeah. movie, and I like I didn't even know that's what that was. For some reason, I thought it was another one of those like uh, hot, evil bitch movies, you know? Yeah, no, it's a werewolf. <laughs> it's more like I'm it's more of a werewolf impression. as like, uh, you know... Uh, association with puberty. It's it's been around for a long time. Okay. I, I was was a teenage werewolf, teen wolf, etc. Uh, and then Wolf Cop, which is fucking amazing. I've heard. I've, I yeah. need to watch that one too. I've never seen it. And Shaylin Simmons, who plays Chloe, is also in Final Destination three in one of the best Final Destination kills. Which one's Chloe? Uh, she's the one that smokes. That is her. Okay, blonde, her character trait girl. is smoking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she's like the ditzy blonde with big boobs. Yeah, is kind of her trope that she's acting. Who looks out. like. She probably isn't a college student. No. She no. looks a little too old. None of them really. Like, Chad yeah. looks too old to be in yeah. college. Like, all of them really do, you know? Uh-huh. Other than other than maybe uh, Sari, maybe. Yeah, she looks young, but yeah, she's probably the only one that looks college young age, enough. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're all in grad school. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. <laughs> grad school spring break! <laughs> and then all the other teens, a lot. it seems like a lot of them don't even get names. And they're just kind of like right. Just they kill have fodder. names, but like it, you just don't even pay attention. Naomi is the uh, there. There are three women in the movie and eight dudes. Hmm. Pretty weird ratio. Okay, but yeah, Chloe's the other girl. She's in uh, I Zombie in season five and six. So okay, so well, you just saw her on. Those I did recently. just see. Yeah, it was cool when she came on the screen. I was like, oh fuck, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. I didn't uh, didn't recognize her from Tucker and Dale. So yeah, the the others. 
they have names, but they just don't seem to get doesn't really said, matter, and it doesn't really matter. And I There's don't really like, care. Yeah, the no, thing. yeah, and that's that's that like positive that uh, carries over from comedies. Like you don't really think about anybody's name in a comedy. <laughs> like yeah. if it's a, if it's a comedy, unless it's named after him, Ricky Bobby. Like you're gonna think of mm-hmm. Talladega Nights. You're gonna think of Ricky Bobby or. Again, Anchorman, you're going to think... Hanging of, with Mr. Cooper. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, you're going to think of Mr. Cooper. <laughs> and, you know, that's also something with, like, the whole, like, nameless group of teens that you don't even give a shit about. That's just definitely a trope that they picked up from so many of the slashers that they're kind yeah. of aping in this movie, too. Where yeah, it's like, no, they did a good job of it, because you don't really care about those kids in no, those movies, usually. not really. But you, but you still have a handful of characters like Tucker, Dale, Chad, and, yeah. and Allison, yeah. which is Sari. Uh, those like little group of characters are way more developed and way more personable yeah. and way more deeply fleshed out. And they're surrounded by the rest of these just like cardboard cutouts that are there just to get killed. Yeah. And that's fine. I don't need story about these like nine college kids yeah. in an SUV. Like I don't need to know about all of them. Yeah. We just need to see Tucker and Dale. Now I want to, I want to ask you though about this. Since Tucker and Dale are in the title, we know they're our protagonists. Yeah, yeah. The fake out isn't for us going, oh my gosh, these hillbillies are yeah. to kill these kids. Yeah, it's seen, the, It's we see it very clearly the whole time. These kids are accidentally killing themselves. Yeah, I mean, by declaring them as versus evil, it declares that they are not themselves right. evil. Yeah. So, there had to be an evil, but I don't, I wish there wasn't. I wish that it was just Tucker and Dale and all these kids keep accidentally killing themselves but that's not a story it doesn't go anywhere i get they had to include like some villain yeah but i i just felt like it was real weak the the villain introduction i can i can completely understand that and again that's one of those things that i did notice more this time than before because it's one of those deals where in my head that character of chad and like his motivations and how he's actually the crazy one and all that stuff I thought was developed a bit more like he was a psycho killer like among them uh-huh. but but you're right not not really yeah he's it's, not responsible for really anyone's death honestly like it's all just accidents yeah and then he is going to kill Allie mm-hmm. which would be a little out of the blue yeah because he's not necessarily evil like if anything he's like mentally ill yes. because of the way he was yeah uh you know born and and all that kind of stuff yeah he seems to have ptsd like that constant yeah. vigilance sort of thing assuming the worst about everything yeah that's it's not necessarily evil no it's not <laughs> and then at the end we find out that his mother was raped by a hillbilly and it yeah. makes you feel even more sorry for the guy instead of making you be like oh he's more evil yeah you're just like oh that sucks that's really awful oh now Damn. he's dead okay a little yeah. rough when you get down to it yeah i mean it's the kind of thing where you could tell the origins of how this movie got made as somebody was sitting around thinking it would be so funny if there was a movie where there's a bunch of like hapless kids going camping in the woods. Yeah, every indication that this is going to be rednecks killing the kids. Yeah, yeah, and they're just misunderstanding, right? And they keep accidentally killing each other and stuff. Yeah, but they keep thinking it's the rednecks. Yeah, but it's like they started there, and then somebody along the ways is like, "Yeah, but you got to have some kind of a, a yeah, foil. There's got to be a plot. There's got to be an antagonist or somebody in here. Like, you can't just be the all these kids killed themselves and then." They, Tucker and Dale are like, oh, okay, fuck. Yeah. The end. <laughs> like, Yeah. That, so yeah, that just, doesn't work. I understand they had to flesh it out a bit more 
But it does ultimately seem kind of kind of throwaway. Yeah. You know? Talk a little bit about the director slash writer, Eli Craig. He is the son of Sally Field. Oh, really? Yeah. He, act, he used to act. He's in The Rage, Carrie 2. So eventually, we'll probably be talking about this guy's acting. Okay, right on. But Bad he also movie. directed a movie called Little Evil, which I mentioned maybe a year ago that I had watched on Netflix as Adam Scott. And it's basically the idea of like, what if the kid from the omen was the kid of a woman you're dating? And oh shit. Then like you have to like try to get along with him. So it's, with it's Damien. also a horror comedy. That sounds awesome. It is. It's really funny. I liked it. So yeah, he's, he's made something else that was good. So I imagine we'll see some more from him in the future. I don't know if he'll stick with horror comedies. I'd say you'd probably want to branch out at a certain point. Well, there's like a rumored sequel for this. Yeah, I've heard that, that. That might be coming up sometime soon. I mean, I'm, I'm all for I'm it. I'm all for it too, yeah. Uh, especially considering that we find out at the opening of the movie that the villain survives. Yeah. Movie starts with the stinger. Yeah, and it does. I, I guess if you're watching it the first time, you could think like, "Oh, he was a victim," but like, it didn't. I remember watching it the first time. I was like, "Who? What was that?" Well, he like knocks the, the lady out with like a baseball yeah. bat. You know, I, I get this pretty clear indication that like, "Oh, they stumbled across the villain right here at right. the first. And it even shows Chad full face. Yeah, you see him. So later, it's like, "Oh, that's that guy. That's that guy. What happened? You know, what what led us to this point?" Which you know. We have that opening sequence where whenever you do see his face, he is halfway, like, burnt and stuff. But he still has, like, the distinctive, like, Chad popped collar. Yeah, the popped collar. Yeah. And then it's, like, three days earlier. <laughs> and it shows, you know, the kids driving uh, up through the forest and stuff to go to this place. It says West Virginia. Clearly not West Virginia, by yeah, the way. Yeah, not West Virginia. We don't have yeah, entire they're... forests of towering 80-foot pines. <laughs> nope. Around not, the West Virginia Not the area. Appalachian Mountains. No. no uh-uh. um, it was shot in Calgary, where tons of things are shot because of tax incentives. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I guess whenever we see the same guy that we just saw in the van, you're going, oh, man, what led him to this place but I don't know if that's more effective than it would have been if they just started the movie with the kids driving out I think that would have been more effective honestly yeah Yeah. I think so too and then at the very end of the movie is where you have that stinger Mm. where he attacks the news people yeah you know that's like an after the credit scene not a start of the movie scene I guess in a way that's kind of neat because you just don't usually see things starting with the stinger you know yeah it's interesting at least but I don't know that it's you, better. Yeah, I don't know that... If you had bolstered the story of this too much, you probably would have lost a lot of the comedy. Yeah. So, like, even my complaints about the story, it's like, yeah, but I feel like the, the weakness of the story actually just gets out of the way for the funny parts. Yeah. And that's fine Which is me. fine. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, as soon as the movie starts, it's... It's so fun and entertaining. Yeah. I mean, you get introduced to this, this you know, group of college kids. There's like nine of them in this yeah, car. In this SUV, yeah. Yeah, and all they're talking about is like getting high and, and having beer and camping. Yeah. Exactly what you want out of a slasher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just seems like the start of every other generic you know, kind of slasher. Mm. And they stop by that gas station, which is where they meet Tucker and Dale for like the first time. Yeah, and they... Uh, do they get the warning or... Do T- Tucker and Dale get the warning yeah, not to go up to their cabin? Pain up there and so they revert. Evil. They reverse it. Yeah. Like instead of telling the kids don't go up that road or whatever, yeah. like they're telling the people we know from the title are our protagonists. 
Like, you don't want to go up to your own cabin. There's nothing but pain up there. Uh, that's really funny. I like that little like reversal it, of that trope. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it shows that uh, Eli Craig knows horror movies. Like, he knows you need that. You need the crazy Ralph. But, like, the kids aren't the ones who need the warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that whole gas station scene where you're kind of introduced to all these elements of those two kind of sets of characters. Yeah. The hillbillies and the college kids. Yeah. And how they're both naturally, like, afraid of each other. Yeah. But also completely wrong about, about each other. each other, yeah. You know? And uh, that's where we're also introduced to the fact that Dale kind of has this, like, um, insuperiority complex. Yeah. You yeah, know? he's got an inferiority complex that he, he, he basically just assumes he's dumb. Yeah. Because he's been told it. But, like, he's very obviously smart. He Like, he just thinks he's remembering things, but it's like, well, that's a lot of intelligence is memory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like being able to draw on past knowledge. But it's also his assumptions that, like, college kids and stuff must think that he's dumb. Right. He doesn't even give them a chance to give him a chance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then I love when he approaches. I don't know why. He's holding that scythe. Like, yeah. why did he bring it with him? <laughs> he's like, just go over there and, and talk and smile and yeah. laugh. He's just so nervous that he's got the scythe still with him. He goes over there. He's like, y'all going camping? I love the... <laughs> 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 fucking crazy laugh. And Chad kind of like busts out on him and does some like karate moves and yeah. stuff. He's like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm leaving. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, he's so like timid and stuff yeah. automatically. It just really clearly fleshes out. I think all the characters within minutes whenever we get to that gas Mm -hmm. station scene. And also, too, I feel like that whole, like, gas station scene is an homage to 80 million different horror movies. Yeah, like, uh, Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, the gas station scene. Yeah, tons of them. If they're involving camping, a lot of them, they got that last stop before they get up to the cabin. And this one is literally called The Last Chance Gas Station Uh in the movie, you know? So it's very on the nose with that. And even like whenever they pull up, there's like this little dust bowl era looking kid mm-hmm. like pumping uh, water from like a pump and he's yeah. wearing like overalls and stuff. Uh-huh. That kind of reminded me of like Have you driven through West something. Virginia, I assume? Oh, yeah. 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 It's surprisingly. I it would, looks that, a lot like that. In I parts. would not be surprised. Yeah. I remember riding through Morgantown. And it's like on the left, there's the West Virginia University campus. On the right, lean twos. Yeah. Like, what? Uh-huh. West Virginia is wild and wonderful. Yeah. Yes, indeed it is. But even, like, the fact that there's this little Dust Bowl kid out there reminded me of, like, Pumpkinhead. Do you remember, like, at Ed Hardy's store, there's those little ashen yeah. dirt face yes. Dust Bowl kids. <laughs> dust Bowl the pumpkin, kids. Pumpkinhead yeah. rhyme and all that shit. Uh-huh. It just reminded me of that. And this movie just continues on with, I think, the homages or tropes, if you want to call them that. Tucker and Dale have bought this cabin together, right? Yeah. And this is something I totally fucking get where it's like the kids see this cabin as creepy, but like they, it's a big fucking deal for them. Like they spent their money on this. They're going to be able to go out here and fish whenever they want. Like the cabin doesn't have to look pretty. Yeah. They're just using it to sleep and clean fish. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, so it may look creepy to some, but to rednecks, it's like, hell yeah. I, could, I mean, the lake's just over there. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I needed it for. I, I remember my grandfather, like, tons of times bringing home stuff that is just like, anybody else would say that's junk. And it's just like, no, man, put a little fucking elbow grease into it. That boat trailer works. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, we would, uh, you know, get rid of all the 
rust paint that thing up now you got a boat trailer like got something nice rednecks tend to look at things that maybe aren't so nice and see potential in them i think so yeah instead of like that's creepy it's more like man i could live there that'd <laughs> be nice uh-huh. i agree man and they get it to the cabin and it looks completely like the evil dead cabin yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. it's like the evil dead <laughs> totally cabin. evil dead cabin yeah uh, and i love whenever they go up in there and they see like all the bones hanging up mm-hmm. and stuff and they're like i think whoever lived here was some kind of a archaeologist (laughs) (laughs) just like they don't realize that they're in a horror movie right yeah they have no idea and the college kids don't realize they're not in a horror right (laughs) it's like everybody's assumptions about what's going on are all incorrect they see all the newspaper clippings he's a real news junkie huh (laughs) which i love i love that i I love the simplest assumption yeah where like you and know just that optimistic spin of yeah like, just that optimistic like yeah like, trying to be trying to see the best in it like not imagining this is creepy thinking like well why would somebody keep those things why to have probably a news junkie yeah. love that news and then they find like the chili dog thing <laughs> no expiration date <laughs> yeah it's so good man i i seriously just love those two's um chemistry that they have yeah they're really good together together. like Uh they are fantastic they're completely believable Uh the entire time i've been i i forgot this i um this is a possibly uh marijuana uh induced thought that i had that stuff will get you addicted be careful yeah alan tudyk was on comedy bang bang not long ago and uh i was listening to the episode and I, I took off my headphones to get in the shower, and I was sitting in the shower, and I was like... You don't like, listen to your headphones in the shower? I don't. No, sir. Weirdo. I know. And I started thinking, like, Tudic. Man, I bet that name sucked in school. Old Tudic over there. Yeah, and then I was like, wait, but I bet, I bet Alan Tudic's dad was like, hey, here's what you do, is you tell one kid... Yeah, my cousin calls me Alan Tudix. And then they'll spread it around and everybody will use it to make fun of you. But it's like, doesn't hurt, right? So he goes to school the next day and he's like, Yeah, so my cousin calls me Alan Tudix. And somebody was like, Alan Pudix. And he was like, <laughs> oh, no, no, Tudix. It's Tudix. <laughs> Tudix, please, please. Uh, this was cracking me up in the shower. I was just imagining him vehemently being like, it's no, Tudix. It's Pudix. <laughs> oh, man. I think you're right. Yeah, probably. I think you're right about that. <laughs> anyway, back to the... <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we start getting these, uh, these college kids and stuff. They're out there and they immediately get into another horror trope where they're all sitting around a fire and uh-huh. Chad's like, let me tell you about this massacre that yeah. happened up here and stuff, which felt to me the hillbilly very, massacre. Yeah, which felt very much to me like The Burning or mm-hmm. numerous Friday the Thirteenth movies, yes. where everybody's sitting around and they have Gotta to tell, tell a the scary tale. story. Mm-hmm. And I love the flashback of the massacre too. Mm-hmm. It kind of lets you know early on, like there's going to be some good gore and kills and yeah. stuff. There's some good. And up there close, definitely like, is. I love when the dude like scratches his neck with the saw blade. Oh, then yeah. he just throws it. It's really cool. Yeah, it is. So it kind of shows you that this isn't just going to be silly. Like, there's going to be some good gore and mm-hmm. stuff, which there are some good kills and everything in here, too. We'll get to those as, yeah. we, as we go through. But again, it's just kind of like this whole series of different tropes all in a row. Yeah. I mean, that's how a slasher is supposed to start. Like, I would say if you're riding a camp slasher and you don't deal with those things 
you failed at riding a slasher. You might be a redneck. You might be a redneck. Even if you don't have to have those things, they have to be addressed at the very least. Like, you can't not include the expositional story scene. You can't not include somebody saying, don't go up there. Mm-hmm. Like, you, if you don't have those things, you failed at, at writing a camp slasher. Now, you may be writing a different genre and mixing something else, but you got to have these things. So, the fact that this movie uh, hits all those points, but also makes twists and jokes off of them, fucking nailed it. Way to go. Yeah. I like, too, how even in that flashback scene, the, the two guys that are doing the killing kind of looks sort of like Tucker and Dale, especially the yes. one guy looks a lot like Tucker. Yeah. From, just kind of shows the backs of their heads mostly, mm-hmm. but it kind of like gets you in the mindset that this is what all of these kids are envisioning is what mm-hmm. these hillbilly killers look like. So whenever they see Tucker and Dale, it's like, Oh my God, they look just like the people that I imagine that yeah. I imagine. Yeah. 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 It kind of draws you into where they're getting their fear of these guys from. And when we get to that, like skinny dipping scene and stuff, that's where the misunderstandings really really start because yes. Tucker and Dale are just out there fishing and they see uh, uh, Allison, Allison yeah. out on the rock starting to take her clothes off and stuff and dude like Dale is like I'm gonna avert my eyes I can't look yeah which is hilarious and so sweet yeah she for the first of many times in the movie falls and hits her head yeah she's always falling and hitting her head yeah <laughs> i kind of worry about like her total concussion count <laughs> yeah. by the end of this movie it's probably rather high and that's that's why you got her the helmet oh and i love that they go in there and they rescue her and they're really just trying to help and they're like we've got your friend uh-huh. but then the teenagers thinking <laughs> they're in a horror threatening. movie yeah <laughs> yes. exactly because of the fact that it's coming from these backward hey, mobility college types. kids we, we got, got your friend. friend. Like, oh my God, they've Fuck. got Allison. <laughs> that's just kind of the thing, though, is like, that's a completely non-threatening line. We've right, got but your it friend. can be. Yeah. <laughs> it can and, be and Especially when you have assumptions about the, the person that's saying it. Yeah. It can suddenly take on a very threatening aura. Yeah. But the whole movie really thrives on these, these miscommunications and people yeah. assuming things about the other group of people and misinterpreting them. Whenever the kids decide to go and try to, like, get Allison back they have the one dude charge forward at the house as Alan Tudyk has been like cutting that wood with the chainsaw Uh and he just happens to chainsaw into a log full of bees Uh and dude I I love that to them it looks like he just came out raging with this chainsaw (laughs) and dude did you notice how he even completely aped the the chainsaw dance yeah yeah, above the head at the very end of tcm leatherface does this like spin with the chainsaw it's like a pirouette of death and then whoever played him in texas chainsaw massacre 2 was like oh that's my thing so he does it every single time (laughs) (laughs) but dude i just love that like they had alan tojic do the spin with the chainsaw that was really cool and the kid thinks he's getting chased. And I, I love this whole scene here where the kid thinks he's getting chased by Tucker with the chainsaw. Right. And he accidentally impales himself uh-huh. on that huge pointy stick in the woods there. And it's like he has the realization dawn on him as he's dying. That no one's chasing him. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the bee lands on his face, yeah. doesn't even sting him and just flies off. Yeah. It just tells him what I thought was a threat is completely was not a guy a threat. getting stung by bees. Yeah, this guy was just running yeah. from bees. And I love too that that leads to Tucker getting that face full of like bee stings uh-huh. and stuff, which makes him look more like a Hills Have Eyes, yes. like mutant 
mongoloid hillbilly. So now he's even scarier. Yeah, yeah. and it also distorts the way he talks and stuff because his face is all swollen up. So it's just like it amplifies everything they're already thinking about him. And he goes back to the cabin and like pours that beer on his face. I love that. <laughs> I wonder if that helps. I feel like it doesn't, but... <laughs> probably not. Yeah. No, probably not. And that's, too, you know, again, another little trope right there. Whenever Allison wakes up and she's, like, in the, in the bed and stuff right. in the cabin, I kind of got a little bit of, like, a misery Yeah, it was very vibe. much like misery because he was standing there with the food when she wakes up. And, yeah, really grounded perfectly in horror for a, a meta-horror comedy mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. And you mentioned this. This is before... Cabin in the Woods. Right. And we were trying to figure out, like, did it what is this playing what? off yeah. of? And what did it influence Drew Goddard in writing Cabin in the Woods? Like, you know, horror comedies existed, of course, like Shaun of the Dead, but this isn't exactly in the same vein as Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. No. Has, it's more like homage. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like movies like this and Cabin in the Woods and mm-hmm. even uh, The Final Girls. Yeah. Kind of play with the idea of like, what if people realized that they were in a slasher, you know, which is very different than a Shaun of the Dead. I mean, I guess Scream may be the source for it all, but Scream was like serious, not a comedy, but Mm -hmm. basically the idea of like, well, what if Scream was funny, Uh, which is what Scary Movie was supposed to be, but failed at that. I don't know if this like influenced Cabin in the Woods or anything like that necessarily, given the release dates were so close, but I think it was one of those things where... I think enough of us just had that common shared thought of like, you know what we need? A movie about an asteroid hitting Earth. <laughs> Deep impact. And yeah. what was the other one? Um, uh, Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of these misunderstandings that we're talking about result in the movie's numerous kills, which before we get into, let's let's crack up for the second rig crack here. Crack on into this beer herd. I feel like I need me a pull. Maybe it's because the, the characters of this movie drink so much co-beer. They do. They drink an awful lot. What, what, it's just a general generic movie beer right well here's the thing is like at the very first of the movie the beer that they're drinking kind of looks like like i think like a michelob can yeah, or something kinda. but it just says beer just on beer it. Yeah. but then later on they start drinking pbr and they drop huh. it by name at there's nice cold pibber pibber remember he brings them one in the hospital yeah so there's kind of like a mix of like should it just generic, be generic beer or PBR. an actual beer yeah. yeah or an actual generic beer <laughs> uh so this is an angelica hazy orange ipa and uh, it's it's five point five percent, not too much okay. alcohol. In also it, but, a Lord Hubbo. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested in this. I mean, we just had the Citra hops. Doesn't say what type of hops. Oh, Angelica, I assume. Oh, there you go. I really liked that first on that Hubbo life. That was really nice. Ooh. It had a, it had a very good, you know, light soapy kind of finish to it. I noticed there too after I'd had a couple sips of it. This had a, it a, a very strong orange flavor okay. or smell as soon as I opened it. And that looks actually pretty similar to the last yeah, one. Yeah. It's got that low, light orange juice appearance. New England IPAs. Mm-hmm. Which I'm very okay with. Me too. It does smell very orangey yeah, you, and kind of dank too. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Let's just I'm find excited. out. Let's find out about that right there. Cheers! Dingalingaling. That's nice. That's um, it's a little uh, milkshakey. I would say it's got kind of that cream, mm. creamy orange flavor. It does. Too. It does indeed have a little bit of that going on. Again, nice and lightly soapy to me. Yeah, but not in that like bitter kind of way. No, it's not bitter. But it's uh, also again not terribly sweet. Yeah, it's just this has a little more sweetness than the last one, but still 
pretty dry. Yeah, there's a lot of these like you know uh, like orange, right, blood orange IPAs and stuff that you get that obviously are very sweetened and have like yeah. a lot of sugar and stuff in them. And I don't like but that. Yeah, very not much. not this. This, this is, is nicely dry, man. Mm-hmm. Man, Lord Hobo, they know what's going on. They sure do. Thanks, RDM. Thanks, RDM, for hooking us up with the Lord of all hobos. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy that one right there. So there's some good um, gore and kills in this movie, and I think probably my favorite one has got to be when that kid jumps in the wood chipper. It's the best. It's so fucking It's the good. funniest part of the movie, for sure. Especially he like, when he asks him if he's okay. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. After he's been like holding onto the yeah. legs and stuff, and there's just gore just flying out everywhere. He shuts it off. He's like, are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, dude. It's so good. And again, to the kids watching, it looks like he's like pushing, pushing him, him into in. it. Yeah, but he's actually trying to save him. Just yeah. a total misunderstanding. It's so good. And then the cop shows up and they're just like dragging these legs, uh-huh. <laughs> which is great. But the cop, he, he takes it in stride. I thought that was really funny. Instead of having him immediately like, all right, and get the guns out yeah, or whatever. He's just like. Okay, let's find out what's going on here. Yeah, <laughs> and of course he dies because he hits that like loose board that comes down with all the nails. Yes, <laughs> and that knocks him out. And I love dude again. Tucker Tucker is watching him. He like the the cop runs out of the cabin with his nail board sticking out of his head. Mm-hmm. He's like, I think he's gonna be all right. He's walking it off. He's walking. He's it walking off. it off. <laughs> again, the college kids are out there. They're just like, oh my god, they just killed the cop. <laughs> Turns out, no, cop just hit this, you know, this loose board. And then remember that college kid grabs the gun and like tries to shoot Tucker and Dale with it. And then Dale's like, you gotta, you gotta take the safety off. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Yeah. But then the kid turns the gun around <laughs> and just shoots, shoots himself, himself in the face. Oh, don't do that. Oh my God, dude. It totally reminded me of, uh, is it in Planet Terror? Yeah, Planet Terror, where that kid just like mm-hmm. shoots himself in the face yeah. out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> and it's like, what, what the fuck happened? <laughs> it's so good, man. Are there any other particular kills in this that stand out to you that you liked? No, I'd say those are the big ones. The, the girl who smokes ending up on fire is like, you know, the only reason she smokes is for that scene totally yeah but and it's she funny lights her cigarette yeah. off of the flaming gas cans she lights it off of that and starts smoking which is so hilarious dumb. that other chick gets like weed whacked oh yeah and there's a good prosthetic they did uh-huh. on her too that where it looks good. like it's like shredded down to the bone you just see it for a second but it this looks is really all good. practical right i don't i mean the the fake legs and stuff were all all real yeah and nothing huh. looks rubbery cgi or anything the it's bee just... was cg yeah okay yeah but, i mean that's that's pretty inconsequential yeah yeah i'm trying to think if there's really any of the gore effects i wonder if his i mean his burn it looks like his burn is makeup yeah it doesn't yeah. because i mean it's one it's not an exceptional looking burn no it, it's just black it's blacked out half his face but uh yeah it doesn't it doesn't look fake though no i don't think that that's is. cool and also the budget for this is pretty fucking low yeah f- uh, five million they almost made it back in in the theater, but they've certainly made their money back in streaming because it's been on Netflix forever. forever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think whenever I watched it that first time, which was probably like seven years ago now, uh-huh. it was streaming on Netflix. I think it's always streaming on Netflix. Yeah, I think it's just always be there. I mean, the second movie he made, Little Evil, is a Netflix original. So I, yeah, they probably just have oh. him contracted. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And apparently with that gross of what the movie made, most of that's due to international. Apparently statewide, this only made like $230,000. That sucks. It made jack shit in the States. 
In the States. In the States. In the States. But like international, <laughs> it made four something million dollars. Yeah, it's always weird when that happens. Like, it, yeah. And that usually has to do with the distribution company. Because uh, if you're distributing internationally, you may be going through the same distributor as you use in America. But a lot of times you're not when you're w- working with smaller movies and independent stuff you're going to be selling distribution rights all over the place and maybe that distributor in uh italy is really pushing the movie but the person in america not really so yeah now let me ask you do you know was the director of this canadian or was it just filmed in canada it's just filmed in canada a lot so of it's stuff's not a, filmed it's up not there. a canadian movie no no huh i was thinking that might have something to do with because because no. there's a lot of things in well, basically all mediums where it's like, if it's made in Canada, it just kind of lives in Canada. Right. Yeah. Well, because Can- Canada has like uh, not only tax incentives, but like they uh, they help fund things that are made by Canadians in Canada. Yeah. So it's like a like there's state money going to it. But yeah, a lot of those things will remain in Canada. They don't they don't want to search for distributors outside of Canada. Do you know Canadian radio and stuff is all completely different too? Like it's a like regulation law in Canada that a certain percentage, I want to say it's either like 30% or 70% or something like that of everything that's played has to be by Canadian artists. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's like a law yeah. that I has mean, to be that way. I say that's cool, but I, honestly, that's terrible nationalistic bullshit. I, know, like, right? I would hate yeah. if America was like that. It's like Rush again. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> More Brian Adams. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But they do get to listen to a lot of Big Wreck, which okay. if you're listening to this or if you're sitting across the table from me and uh-huh. you don't listen to Big Wreck... I need to check it out. You've been missing out on like one of the top three greatest rock bands okay. of the past like 20-something years. They got started in like the mid-90s, mid, early mid-90s, and they got kind of lumped in with some of the grunge bands and stuff. They had a, okay. few, they had a few small hits and stuff then. And it just consistently put out the best fucking music. They are okay. so goddamn great. And awesome people, too. Very cool stuff. Right. Check out the record Albatross. That's the one you want to okay. listen to. Whole record. So fucking good. But yeah, Canada. I just didn't know if this is one of those things that just sat in Canada because that's where it was made, but I guess not. Yeah, I don't think the guy's Canadian because Sally Field is American, right? Far to know. Our Canadian listeners will know. Yeah, they'll know. They'll, Chime in. They'll be sitting there eating their poutine, watching hockey, mm-hmm, yeah. drinking Molson or Labatt. Greasing their mullets. Oh, yeah. Greasing their mullets up real nice. Mm-hmm. Um, having health care. All that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. All those dumb things they do Ugh. over there. Health care. <laughs> no, who needs it? Who ne- what, are you sick or something? <laughs> Hey, you got to ask yourself, what's the matter with a nation that has so much sickness that they got to have health care? That's a good point. Uh-huh. Everybody up there is sick. We, see, in America, we don't have it because we're confident that we're all strong. Yeah. And we don't get sick because we're not weak. Hey, sometimes up there, people have to wait like a month to see the doctor. As opposed to just not going to a doctor like we do As here. opposed to when I called my doctor and set up an appointment in a month <laughs> yeah totally different. Yeah, different and they don't get to choose their doctors unlike here where you can only go to the doctors that your insurance company says you can <laughs> yeah totally different dude i ain't good okay so i've been married to emily for almost a decade now and after grad school after losing my grad school insurance i went on to her insurance and we've we've gone through a few different insurances she works for hospitals so they they tend to be first better than any insurance i've ever had sure but we've we've had a lot of different insurances and she currently works for the University of Tennessee Medical Center and I'll tell you what the insurance isn't great 
in comparison to some that we had in LA, but the choice of doctors is fucking awesome. Oh. If you can choose a doctor at a research hospital, I, go for it. Because hmm. like my doctor is so awesome. She knows everything, and she's so excited to talk about it. Because hmm. she's like teaching as well. So like it's it's her life. It's the thing she thinks about all the time, and she likes doing it. Mm-hmm. I've never had this type of doctor. Yeah, I've mostly just had doctors who come in and barely look you in the eye, and especially because I'm a man hardly ever talk about my health or fitness <laughs> i don't know why it is male doctors when they talk to men they just can't be like what's what's the problem yeah. and how can i help they're just like i assume everything's okay right i don't need to touch your dick right i'm not gonna have to touch your dick oh, please don't make me touch your dick but then at the same time if, if you went to the doctor and your doctor's like all right whip it out <laughs> wouldn't that be kind of weird too i my current doctor drop it out if she did it it'd be really funny all right steven roll that thing out <laughs> roll it out that's a big assumption <laughs> at, that, at that point i would probably laugh a little bit and be like uh, not much yeah. rolling going on my doctor my doctor has dropped the f-bomb a few times Good. while i'm talking to her and i love it yeah sure and it's so awesome it's like, oh that's, you're a person cool. yeah it's better than that cold distance shit yeah that's one of those things that that i find more and more is like i think more people are starting to drop the whole oh i'm a professional so i don't do human things like say bad words yeah it's weird i think more people are dropping that like i've even i've even noticed too you know if i've got if i've got students that are you know let's say in their early 20s or whatever i mean Mm. i'm I'm not saying that i i drop language around six-year-olds or anything right. like that. Like if I have, if I have students that are late teens, early twenties and stuff like that, and I can tell they're like maybe a little uptight and maybe even some of them are a little nervous cause they've, they've seen me on YouTube or whatever, yeah. that kind of thing. Dude, it's like the minute that you just start talking like a human being, everybody's it's like the, more comfortable. The shields drop, the defenses drop. Yeah. I actually think that's why some people uphold that. They yeah. don't want you to be able to drop your defenses around. They want you to always be on Maintain your toes. Maintain that distance. Yeah. 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 Not me, man. Fuck. I'm not like that at all. No. No. Especially no, as I, a teacher, dude. Like, yeah. People that aren't nervous learn better. Yes. That's true. I, I would always encourage my students to cuss. Yeah, sure. I don't care. <laughs> I'd be like, just talk the way you normally talk. Like, seriously. When it comes to writing, take it out. But when we're talking in class, just say the way you would normally say it. I want to hear you talk and communicate. Yeah, there's no reason to to fake it just because we're in this room and I'm yeah. a teacher. But, I mean, with a lot of other teachers, there there are reasons. Man, so many... I don't want to get off... We're already off on a tangent. <laughs> uh, but, well, this is the first time this has ever happened on this yeah, show. <laughs> there's just so, there's so many teachers that are so caught up in the power dynamic and oh, wanting to exercise so. their power. I, I think it really... like When somebody insists on being called by their title i mm-hmm. immediately just distrust yeah, immediately them. please go piss up a rope yeah. dude yeah, yeah i will not call you doctor or professor yeah it's weird yeah it's like the fact that you went to school for a few years that completely defines your existence right i'm Fuck i'm here off. to learn i trust that you can teach me we don't need the whole rigmarole we don't need you to be doctor so-and-so what's your first name because yeah. you're going to respond to that, right? Yeah, let me talk to you about it, Dawn. Yeah, it's hard, though, because I taught freshmen. It is real hard for them to get out of the mindset. I still got Mr. Spratling a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. It's Steven. Yeah. Well, I mean, because yeah. they've been conditioned to it, yeah. you know, from age yeah. five or six on. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not disrespectful. 
at least. At least they weren't calling me Motherfucker Spratling, which is my other title. So one thing that I was going to ask you if you noticed is that while the teens in this initially seem like, you know, again, just total cardboard cutout, ditzy, yeah. dippy teenagers and stuff. Did you notice how, like, a lot of times through the movie, they're actually there offering reasonable suggestions? Yes. Like, maybe we should call the cops and stuff like this. Yeah, it's the always only... Chad that shuts him down. Oh, yeah, yeah, Chad. Okay, so I actually want to talk about Chad because watching this made me think, like, wait, did this... Did they name him Chad because of the Chad meme? Which came first, yeah. So I started looking it up, and... A... Ch- Chad, as we all know, is just the prototypical douchey, entitled, rich white frat boy He's with the alpha, pops collars alpha male khaki shorts yeah chad thundercock so apparently in chicago during the 90s chad became a derogatory slam term for uh young successful white men in their 20s and early 30s okay in uh, what time period in the 90s that's yeah a while back. so it, it is it is pretty old uh urban dictionary has an entry from june 1st 2006 webster's dictionary defines chad urban, as... that's how ev- they should change that everyone should get up and start a speech urban, urban dictionary, dictionary defines... defines a cosby sweater as... <laughs> <laughs> okay so what they have to say about a chad uh, so chad is a guy who goes to the bar to pick up chicks and that's a that's I get that. There's definition. a lot of Chads out there. Yeah. Okay. But the Chad Thundercock meme came about on August 9th, 2013. So that was uh, three years after, after this. this. So yeah. there was an idea. Chad was definitely used because it was connected to this idea of a douchebag. But it was a little before the meme. Hmm. It was before maybe, its time with its chattery. Yeah, maybe it helped influence. Could be, man. <laughs> now, Chad as a character is way over the top. Like, yeah. you know, there's not really much hiding going on that he's no. crazy he's and crazy. kind of unhinged. And you could sit here and pick it apart and be like, why do these people hang out with Chad? Like, they all seem annoyed by Chad, bothered by Chad, and can pick up on his craziness. Isn't that your 20s? That's the thing, though. In your 20s, right? you all really have matter. that friend that it's like, why do we hang out with that person? And yeah. then, like, you stop hanging out with them, and then they're like, why, why do we hang out with all you people <laughs> and then you stop having friends for a while yeah exactly like we all we all have done we all have done <laughs> and uh you know chad his entire thing like we said is that he has this past where his mom was like raped by this hillbilly and stuff yeah and you know you kind of get the impression that he has this chip on his shoulder about hillbillies because he thought anyway or maybe he knew the truth all along i don't i don't that know he's half hillbilly yeah that hillbilly is like killed his dad <laughs> he's or got whatever. them hillbilly jeans got them hillbilly jeans i love that reveal you're half hillbilly you're half hillbilly like that's its own like <laughs> yeah species you know which i love it's so funny man but you know the thing with chad is that like you said ultimately he's not really doing the killing or yeah or anything like that i mean He's unhinged, and he's had a shitty life, from what it sounds yeah. like. In some way, he's responsible for all the deaths, because he's the one who insists that yeah. they have to take care of this themselves, and blah, He blah, seems blah. to get this thrill whenever he finds out they're in a life-and-death yeah. situation with these hillbillies. I think he's just kind of, like, projecting his anger towards hillbillies as, like, now's my time to get my revenge on them. Yeah. Even though, as they say during that discussion, it's like, I would have been, like, six years old when that happened. Yeah. It wasn't me. Like, I didn't how, have anything yeah. to do with that. Yeah, which is, again, dealing with, like, whenever you have 
maybe some group of people that you have notions or prejudices about. Well, yeah, and the, this is a they very, didn't do shit to you, you know. It's a very clear association to make with Southerners of you know slavery and the Civil War and stuff. To assume every Southerner is pro-slavery, pro-Civil War, sure. Like the assumption is is there. Um, so yeah, to assume every hillbilly is in some way responsible for your mom's death, like yeah, there's a parallel there. Mm-hmm. I think he's, I think like there's some bit of messaging in this. Don't just assume hillbillies are stupid, and don't just assume college kids wouldn't want to hang out with you. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because we get that stuff later on yeah. where Allison's like, "I grew up on a farm. I've, I've dug shitter holes before and yeah. stuff." <laughs> you know, and again, that that showed you that it's not just the college kids that had these assumptions right, yeah. that are misleading. They Tucker and Dale also had their own, mm-hmm. yeah, prejudices against these uh, college kids too. Yeah, everybody, the, everybody's got them carrying them around. That's true. We we all do. I mean, our brains, in some way, our brains are so amazing as they are because we learned to do things like group and uh, assume mm-hmm. and like project into the future and imagine how things play out in a lot of ways that is turned on us into just racism, sexism, yeah, I was gonna all those say, things. It's let us become assholes, which yeah. is kind of an unforeseen consequence. It's yeah. like, yep. <laughs> not helping. Not helping anything, man. Uh, but, you know, I think it probably could have been an interesting thing if we saw that, I don't know, like there was more to Chad. Because, like, let, let's say yeah. even towards the end, which is actually at the beginning of the movie, like, why does he attack those reporters? That's a good question. Like they're not is it, hillbillies. Is it because he just learned his true hillbilly nature and he's embracing it? Exactly. Yeah. But that's again kind of a kind of a convoluted assumption yeah. you have to make for such a lighthearted yeah. and and fun movie. Yeah, it's it's just too much. Yeah. You know? Like I wonder if there was a way that they could have made this where, you know, Chad was this potential serial killer that was taking all these college kids up there to secretly off them all and he sees these hillbillies and he's just like oh my god these hillbillies just killed john when he just killed john in the woods yeah, or whatever that, if he had been more responsible for the deaths it would have been better mm-hmm. yeah i also had a tweak i thought of that i think would have added more bite more tooth to this oh some zazz some zazz is if instead of tucker and dale being rednecks they were black men just hanging out they like fishing and the white college kids are just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. What are these black guys doing out in the woods? They must be murderers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because then there's more to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, with these actual natural divides. Natural divides. Nothing natural. Yeah, no. What am I saying? Like Societal divides. Societal yeah. divides. Divides that we've created. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, college kids and rednecks aren't clashing much, really. I mean, I know rednecks that certainly have had kids go to college. Yeah, it's fun to play around with those two dynamics in a horror movie. Yeah. But yeah, real life, eh, not much rub there, you know? But But, but I see what you mean as far as like if it was all these upper, uh, well-to-do, snobby, white frat kids. Assuming the worst of these two black men. And these two black men, of course, assuming the worst it might happen because these white kids have found them in the These white kids want to kill us. Yeah, exactly. Like, it could have had a little more tension and also some more... Because of more tension, you can have more laughs. Because mm-hmm. you can drop the tension with the laughs. Uh, it, it could have been interesting. Though it could I, have. I, you have to handle that delicately. You, exactly. I was going to say, that uh, that could get bad. Yeah. And could lose all comedic value. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, and especially, too, like... 
telling that narrative as a as a white director yeah exactly can get really iffy yeah so but, but at the same time i think that there could be a movie that is similar to this that is told from that narrative yeah and uh i i think it would be different enough for yeah. sure that people wouldn't be just be like tucker and dale rip off like it could be different enough and also have more like, I don't know, like something Jordan Peele could surely do. I mean, he's able to throw comedy into Get Out and uh, us, yeah. us. Like, if he could if he could pull that off, that'd be really cool. Yeah, that yeah. would be okay. Yeah, that, I mean, that could work as its own movie, I think. I think that one thing that I notice more about this movie is that whenever I think about it and I think about my general impressions of the movie and how funny it is and how likable the characters are and how simple the story is and stuff, I'm mainly thinking of the first, let's say, two-thirds of the movie. Yeah. I would say probably after the point where Chad cuts off Tucker's fingers. Yeah. Which is, I guess, also some credit to Chad being a complete maniac. He yeah. does do that. He does, he does. tie up a guy and cut off his fingers. Yeah, which is not normal. Not usually. Yeah. Yeah, not often. <laughs> I haven't done that this week. So. No. But after that point in the movie, I do think things start getting a little bit more story-driven, a little bit more serious, and a little bit lower on the laughs. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it loses a little steam. It loses a little bit of steam, yeah. Like, there's laughs throughout the latter part of the movie, but uh -huh. most of the stuff that you think of when you think of this flick is it's in the early, first half. Yeah. yeah, half or two-thirds. Yeah. Not that it drags. It doesn't drag. I mean, it's not a long movie, honestly. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. Never it doesn't gets... overstate its welcome. I think yeah. it, it knew what it was trying to do. Yeah. And accomplished it pretty fucking well. Yeah. Yeah, This. I mean, it's one of the better horror comedies, for sure. Yeah, I think so, too. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it, man. It's one that I, I don't see myself turning down watching again no, anytime soon. No, why would I? Yeah, it's funny. I've seen it probably four or five times. Mm -hmm. Like, every time I watch it, there's always certain parts that just that just crack me up. Yeah. You know? That, I mean, that's all I was doing in my notes, honestly, because there wasn't a lot to take notes on. It, it was mostly just writing down funny lines. Yeah, because it's, it's just full a, of them. a bunch of scenes of, like, funny misunderstandings and circumstances yeah. with some really funny well-written dialogue <laughs> but i think if the whole movie was a bunch of just like you know c-listers like a lot of the teenagers and stuff it would have not been half the movie that yeah is. yeah you're right i mean yeah alan tudyk and, and tyler Levine certainly make the movie as funny as it is mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely uh assuming that they do a sequel uh -huh. will you be interested to see it yeah yeah i'd watch the sequel why not I wonder where they can go with it. Maybe next time they actually are in a horror movie. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but they just you know? assume it's not because last time it was a lack of communication. So they try to communicate with the thing and then find out, oh shit. We are being chased by a murderer. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's that kind of thing. It's like, well, yeah. you remember last time it turned out the yeah. teenagers weren't really after us at all, blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. and then it turns out, no, this time that they're right. Yeah, I, that could work. That'd be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it seems like Chad would definitely be in it as he's revealed at the first of the movie to still be alive. Yeah. So I assume that he's still going to be in there. We've had Dale seemingly kind of get over his inferiority complex. Yeah, some. and he's now with Allie, so... It would be one of those getting the band back together type of things, I imagine, where uh, Tucker is going out and fishing on his own and hasn't talked to Dale in a long time, and mm. then blah, 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 something happens, killer, etc. They get back together. Sounds about right. I may have just written the script for you. Yeah, he might have. Trademark yeah. Ben Lovely. <laughs> yeah, if he like Craig is listening right now. Yeah, you know what? You can use that. Yeah. I don't. I imagine you didn't need the help. <laughs> <laughs> you got any other final thoughts about this flick, Steve? Not really. I mean, that's the thing. Like, taking notes on this was just like, this is a very uncomplicated movie that yeah. is about being funny. Yeah. And it works. And it does it. It does it. I would say something like, comparing this to Cabin in the Woods, I think Cabin in the Woods is a better movie. This is funnier. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would this agree. This may with, be agree funnier this. than yeah. Cabin in the Woods. But Cabin in the Woods has like good deep mythology to yeah. it. They really like cool all the story line. comes together. Yeah. yeah. Less laughs. Less laughs. A hell but of a still laughs. Line. I mean, the movie's still funny, but th- this movie's probably funnier. It, it leans more towards the comedy. Yeah, I think so too. For me, if I'm ranking this movie, for me, it's just probably, probably an eight. Yeah. Somewhere in there, like because it, fucking good. It's pretty fucking good. I, all the complaints that we have, we've also waved away by saying like, yeah, but it's a comedy and it can be that. Yeah, exactly. So, for me, yeah, it's like an eight. Yeah, I think that mm-hmm. sounds about right, man. I'm with you because like really the the storyline not super complicated. No. Also, didn't really need to be. No. The charm of the characters, the humor, the over the top accidental mm-hmm. gore and kills and stuff. <laughs> It's really enough to carry it for me. And that's yeah. accompanied by, uh, I forgot to mention earlier, some cool soundtrack stuff. Like a lot of the soundtrack oh, yeah. things are very good, genuine, like this would sound great in a real horror mm-hmm. movie. Soundtrack stabs and stuff that I like a lot. And again, so much of that humor. Alan Tudyk is so fucking funny. I love when he wakes up in the hospital. He's like, they even managed to sew my fingers back on. Yeah, he holds it up. <laughs> when it's like nail polish on, he's like, I don't remember that one looking that way, though. <laughs> he's just like so dry in his delivery. God, he's, he's great, man. He he's great. Yeah, I think you kind of like see Dale as sort of the more comedic dude in the movie. Right. But then you watch it again, you're like, no, nah, man, Tucker is... Yeah. Fucking He's more of the straight man. Yeah. But like I yeah. I think I think as I've gotten older, you start to realize the straight man is the funny one. Yeah, that's the funny yeah. guy right yeah. there, for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. It's an enjoyable, uh, fun, good looking movie. Yeah. Movie looks Still great. Still looks too. great, yeah. Yes. And again, probably because it's not covered in crappy CG exactly. stuff yeah. too. Holding up well. I'm gonna say this thing's like an eight and a half for me. All right. I really enjoy Sweet. it. I wouldn't have minded if the story was like a little more complex. Like you said, if there was mm-hmm. something more where like Chad was killing people and blaming it on the rednecks or whatever. Right, like that would have been okay. Like if if we weren't if we weren't seeing their planning sessions. Yeah. Like we weren't seeing Chad say those things and then we just get surprised by why is that kid jumping in the wood chipper? And the ending is honestly very, very convenient where yeah. it's like they just happen to go to the sawmill and just there just yeah. so happens to be a front page article with Jangers leads them there. We yeah. haven't mentioned Jangers. Yeah, Jangers. There's a dog man. in this movie that doesn't die. And Aww. I love that. I'll give it yeah, I'll give it points for that for not killing the fucking dog. And uh yeah, they just happen to find this newspaper that shows the main hillbilly guy that happens to look just like Chad. And they're yeah. also in the same room happens to be a box of chamomile tea, which Chad is allergic to. Right. I mean that's a lot <laughs> that's of a like, lot of convenience. That's yeah. the room of requirement, is what they <laughs> stepped into right there. They unknowingly stepped into the room of requirements. Like, oh, here's the answers about Chad and his weakness. And the lost diadem of Rowena Ravenclaw. Right <laughs> How there. Convenient. Yeah. <laughs> Fiend fire. Oh no. <laughs> we got to get out of here. <laughs> so i don't know it's it's fun slightly flawed but i don't care it's yeah. just a very enjoyable flick, man yeah it doesn't need to be more than what it is so it's one that i will watch for a lifetime on netflix because it just kind of lives on netflix now special thanks to tim stone for submitting this yeah into the patreon drawing that's right we do every now and then we've not really set a time limit for yeah, it right now so but far we've done it about Once every month. a month, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, let our $5 and above level patrons submit a movie to be drawn out of a swan's ass. Mm-hmm. And we will determine which movie we'll watch based on that. So if you guys want to help us drive the car, point the show where you want it to go, just join that $5 or above Patreon level, submit a movie. Hell yeah. 
Uh, you can catch us on Instagram and Twitter at Dead Lovely Pod. Sure can. We got a Facebook group, Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Podcast Group. Sure do. Uh, we have a Discord that I am slowly learning how to make fun. Mm. Apparently, Discord is like fun. Look out. As far as I understood it, it was just AOL chat, but there's a lot more going on. Oh. Yeah, so I gotta learn look for some ways. improvements in the future. Also, what else we got? YouTube channel. Go That's check right. out our YouTube Go channel. Go subscribe. Just passed over a thousand subs. Finally got to a thousand subs. We're going to be doing a whole lot of stuff in uh, the upcoming month October, months. Yeah. yeah. We got Halloween's coming up. Yeah, and, and I'm working on some stuff that um, will be coming out hopefully soon. Now, Steve, next week on the show, we're going to be talking about one that I've wanted to do since we started the dang yeah. show, and it's one that you guys have had requested a lot, and it's coming out just in time to come out in tandem with a new, uh, is it HBO? Uh, no, Shutter. Shutter series yeah. of the same name. We're going to be talking about motherfucking Creep Show. Creep Show. Which I'm so excited about. Such funny, a funny story movie. about this. Yeah? Tim Stone submitted Creep Show as his his movie and i and i messaged him and i was like hey tim would you mind submitting a different movie because we're gonna go ahead and do creep show anyway this month and then he submitted tucker and dale versus evil so tim stone kind of got two weeks in a row holy cow exactly what he wanted it's the month of tim stonery hell yeah lucky you <laughs> you deserve it you're a good boy more like stone timber am i right yeah stone timber <laughs> yeah so everybody say thanks tim thanks tim as you've listened to this episode and the next one creep show yeah i look forward to talking about that one we're gonna be uh talking about it here in about i don't know 30 minutes or so yep. <laughs> since we're doing a marathon double can't today. wait to see what happens yeah really what have you been doing since last time i, don't know. I went to your kitchen uh <laughs> i peed drank some water yeah it's cool probably about it well in the meantime you guys have been fantastic we have been dead and lovely and we'll be seeing you guys real soon talking about creep show catch you later gator bye so now you've really got me wondering if whenever pirates sneeze if they go archoo matey <laughs> this has been popsicle stick jokes with uh-huh. uncle ben and of course they they don't say bless you they say, curses upon ye. You've got the scurvy. <laughs> Do you think that whenever like, they went back on land, people were like, why are you talking that way? <laughs> That's why they called them landlubbers, because they're like, these motherfuckers don't even understand what we're saying. No, they've lost it. But we're speaking English, aren't we? <laughs> speaking the queens. Arr. Arr. Speaking the queens. <laughs>